Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everybody, if this does not sound like race to Canis, you are correct. This is Robert Clark Chan, and both Gina Ippolito and Race to Canis are out for a variety of reasons, including the world and lives and whatnot. So uh if if you've listened for a long time, there was a period where also I was the only one left, and I brought <laughs> in some wonderful people, and I'm doing it again. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks, please <laughs> welcome Teresa Gumprecht and Hooks. Hello. Hello. How's y'all doing? I'm doing great because I watched Poochie. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Hooks, you were the one who brought Poochie to us. I did. I did. It is a, a childhood favorite of mine, but... I'm sure you all have had this experience where you you remember something from your childhood, but you can only remember like little glimmers of it. Yeah. And so I was obsessed with figuring out what was this thing that I remembered. Uh-huh. And it turns out it was Poochie. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all, the Internet is amazing because there used to be a time where that would happen. And you'd be like, well, I guess I will never know. Yeah. And that was it. And yes. I just found some stuff. I found oh my a God, same here. the final program that was just like this bonkers <laughs> ass, like 70s British movie somehow that was based on a Michael Moorcock novel. And like, uh, there was no way. There was no way. All, all I remember was like there was a monkey dude in it and and boobs and like Ooh. like brains in a in a in a fish tank. And that's boobs all and I remember. Brains and in a fish I tank. It. I fucking <laughs> found it. You guys, we are living Which, in a magical age. Well, the, and this especially, because if I'm not mistaken, I think that there is only just this one episode of Poochie. Yeah. And there is no other ones. No, 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 that's not possible because I've YouTubed Poochie in the past because I like had the doll and I had the overnight kit, but I had no recollection of the animated show mm-hmm. but there is more than just one episode because i've watched oh. it are you certain because i looked and I'm i researched sure. and i did not i mean in the research like you know doing wikipedia looking up various uh cartoon websites and of course like searching like video uh sites and stuff like that this is the only thing i've come up with well i i know i've done it 
I mean, this episode was not at all familiar to me, so it had to be something else, right? All right. Well, I'm going to posit uh, uh, a possible uh, option. Maybe you got COVID and completely forgot, uh, scrambled your memories, and or hit on the head. Hear me out. Perhaps you were drugged by a sultan. Well, uh, and the other thing is that, and I'm sure that we'll get into it as we discuss the actual plot. Um, it could be hours before we get to that, just so you there, know. Uh, it is so referential. Like, it's so similar to, and this is what hindered me in figuring out what this was mm. in my memory for so long. Because there's a character that's sort of C-3PO. Yes. There is a dog that sort of solves crimes, but it's not Inspector Jack Gadget. Mm-hmm. There, there are all these things, and uh, Teresa, I am highly envious of you because I did not own any of the uh, merch, <laughs> and I wanted any of that. Oh my gosh! Like I, that, that seems incredible. I feel like it was more. This was like more merch than anything else. Yes. I actually think that's what I was getting to is I think that in the 80s they did this. I don't know. Maybe Robert, you can speak to this better than than I can. um, Where they just kind of designed things just to sell a product. I mean, do they still do that? (laughs) I mean, no, because I think in the 80s they were allowed to directly advertise to children suddenly. And um, so they turned everything into a giant merchandise machine and they, you know, there's so many tie-ins with cereals and, you know, if you had a product that you wanted to sell, you made an animated show about it. Well, and Poochie is very similar to Hello Kitty. And I remember there being a lot of similar type pencil box, mm-hmm. uh, stationery, stickers, type I, merch. Yeah. I yeah. brought this up to Gina, and she still has a Poochie stamp and a Poochie jewelry box. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, it's it's definitely a thing. It was merch that they made a special just just to sell the merch. Um, and, you know, that that is real hit or miss. Sometimes, um, most of the time, it's hot garbage. And then sometimes, you know, like with Transformers, the uh, cartoon turns out to be as good or sometimes even better than the... Uh, toy line that spawned it so hmm. what is this show which one is this show um well, i don't want to call it hot garbage yeah but... it's not hot garbage look this is in my mind in the vein of maya the bee it's just cute it's yeah. cute but it's also you know the kids of the of this time loved, you know, robots and futuristic shit. And this magical dog has all those things. Uh, I'm going to spoil it for you uh, right now. I dug this. Yes. I don't understand why. Because <laughs> if I broke it down and said, like, this is what happens in the show. These are the characters. And, you know, this is what's going on. I can uh, apply that to any of a number of other cartoons that we've watched that I've hated so much. But yes. this one, I was like, oh, you know what? This, this is pretty good. I kind of dig it. I would like to watch more. There is no more. Yes. Um, and it's weird because I'm watching it and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this has to have been a cartoon that previously, previously existed that they just slapped new uh, audio over 
you know, like they would do with like a uh, Robotech, mm-hmm. you know, and even number of other cartoons or Maya the Bee, even, you know, like there was originally a Japanese cartoon, yeah. then they slapped some new uh, dialogue over it. But this is just it. It's just like a one off. And I mean, maybe they did uh, contract a Japanese company to make this and then never another one. But like, I feel like somewhere out there, there's like hundreds of episodes of this somewhere. Yes. It could I be agree it was, with you, and I would love to watch them. Because <laughs> it is called Poochie the Special. So maybe it never existed. I just have in my mind, because I feel like I just like looked this up only a couple years ago, but I have no concept of time anymore, and my brain just has betrayed me in so a many couple ways. Years ago? <laughs> you mean like around when COVID came out? Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I had nothing else to mm-hmm. do with my time, and I my brain other... started traveling back in time. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason why I think that this is is truly a one-off is in the um, theme song, uh, it describes the plot of this episode. And oh, so, I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, it's it, it, when it talks about a boy that's uh, he needs rescuing, and th- there was some reference to the actual plot, and that made me go, "Okay, I think that this really is just for this." Definitely, you see all the things uh, within the imagery of the theme song you see the robots you see the flying mm-hmm. spaceship thing it looks like time travel because there's pharaohs so uh, i was like shit they're doing everything i'll play a little bit of the song uh it didn't seem that specific to me i figured like this would be the plot of every episode like they right. always go out and find some some sure. schmuck who you know oh i see what you're saying there's uh, always a, a a boy in hiding <laughs> <laughs> Like boys could be lost anywhere. That's true. That's a good point. I'll give you that. Um, but she only helps boys, so <laughs> there is that. The specificity of that seems kind of odd, and it might be that um uh yeah, like they just made this song and like uh, like a future uh, they would alter it so it's like uh our I, child is so far away. When I was on okay, when I was doing improv on a cruise ship, uh it gets very boring very fast <laughs> uh because you get the same suggestions all the time. Anyways, my friends and I we came up with a game where <laughs> we would split up into groups and two people would sing a theme song and then the other people would have to act out that show. So it's like an improvised theme song. We would get some random suggestions of words from the audience and then um, come up with a theme song and then uh, the other people would act it out. It was a lot of fun. And it would just be like very quick scenes, you know, but my God, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Just reliving our childhoods, y'all. <laughs> That's the uh, dream. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's talk about this thing. Okay. Uh, so Poochie is the most adorable dog in the world, it's and um, the first thing that we see is we're in Egypt, and there's a kid running through the market, a la Aladdin, 
Yep. And uh, he's hiding, and he pulls out this envelope that's addressed and stamped to Poochie. <laughs> to dear like, Poochie. Say, Airmail. <laughs> dear Poochie. And Poochie's address is World Now, New York, New York, USA. So Poochie, I used to think, was a Japanese dog. No, no. American dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, also, yeah. you're racist, but we can deal with that later. Continue. Wait, who, why am I racist? I thought it was a Japanese company. <laughs> <laughs> is that racist to say? <laughs> you know what? Give me a minute. I'll figure out how it's racist. Don't worry about <laughs> you it. You were the one that compared it to Hello Kitty, so <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Just kidding. Uh, so he's saying, help me, Poochie. You're my last chance. Um, so this is where we begin. He mails this letter in absolute distress. He's being chased by some guys. Uh, do we need I to? Yeah, really enjoyed that in the eighties. The fastest way to get help yes. was to mail a yes. letter from Egypt to New York to Air a newspaper. Though, so that's super fast. <laughs> yeah, uh. it was. Well, I'm I'm skipping ahead, but but yeah, uh, keep going with your fabulous recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we cut to New York City. All the buildings, all the, you know, whatever, where we see the World Now building, which has this giant gem at the top, which is cool. Get your Um, latest issue of World Now and read your favorite column, Dear Poochie. Yeah. Like, this is is how they're selling a newspaper in 1985, which, I mean, it's been so long now that, like, maybe that's a thing they did. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So into into advice columns. And letters. And right? Landers, they were sisters, and they both had their own separate column that was basically the same damn thing. And uh, yeah, so Poochie gets out. Of, this town car is driving through New York, and he, Poochie gets out of this town car. <laughs> this and- elaborately low town car. Oh my yeah. god! Town car has the design of like a space age DeLorean. I just want yes. to throw that in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, Poochie is set like mm-hmm. uh, the whole i guess the whole idea of the toy line was like poochie was like super rich and like lived live this jet set life so it all makes sense until it gets crazy sci-fi almost immediately yeah i was like it it does make sense but it doesn't make sense poochie- it's internally consistent Poochie gets out, and as she's walking into the building and through the building and up this elevator and all this stuff, I mean, she's being treated with absolute reverence and respect <laughs> because apparently everyone knows this is the boss's dog. Uh-huh. Um, and so she's going through this, you know, the reporter's room, whatever, where everybody's working. Getting hugs and, then, and snacks. Like, you know, yeah, then when the she gets to her room uh there's a robot assistant hold on the, the, like, i was gonna say I, I feel like we need to mention a couple things th- okay, they go say ahead. that no one's seen eg in 10 years oh yeah <laughs> the only person who's seen it is this dog yes who's walking around uh preternaturally intelligent uh and no one thinks like you know what i why don't we knock on that door and maybe go in 10 yes. years seems like a long time for the person that signs your checks never to show their face and the per the, the one reporter explains this to his coworker <laughs> as if he doesn't know. Yeah. And that's what I absolutely love is that we're gonna give all this like 
expository background for children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's been there 10 years and someone has to explain it to them. I also genuinely wondered when I rewatched it for this, um, is EG the name of the boss because it uh, has the same phonetic sound as Ichi? Oh, interesting. Um, it is EG because later we find out the guy's name. Oh, I wonder it could also be EG, like, for example. Could be that, yeah. Every once in a while we see uh, a cartoon that actually has like a, a really smart joke just kind of buried in there and you catch it and you're like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, but allegedly there is this actual person. Well, yeah, and because that that video display of him talking and yeah. issuing his decree, that, that's a real person. And he says his name, but I didn't write it down. Uh, uh, I thought I did. Where does first Hermes? Let me. Uh, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a yeah. second, and then I'll try and play the uh the clip. Uh, so she gets into her room, and there's a robot assistant who looks a little bit like C three PO, um, but a little more I don't know human ish maybe. Well, it also translates and stuff. It is C-3PO there's a Poochie translator activated. <laughs> and then um so Poochie starts ordering these robots around. Oh, also this is the first point at which I wrote in all caps in my notes, this is bananas. Yes. Yeah. Just get in there and there's a computer devoted to Poochie. I'm like, what is happening? But let's also go into how high tech this office is. Yeah. Like the this Android C3PO who is named Hermes, by the way, which I adore. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hermes is standing full robot glory at a, a, it's not even a podium. It's some sort of thing that would mimic like an iPad. And again, we're talking mid eighties, um, typing on it. And that is then bringing up a giant iridescent technological vi like video screen. Yes. <laughs> this is so proto like 2020s that it's, it's, it boggled my mind. Well, I will say in the mid 80s, there were lots of things like this already. So it's still borrowing from other examples of what the future might look like or what the oh, sure. most rich, elaborate, crazy technology, you know, place would be. I mean, even Gem was fucking insane, you know. I think really for me is what it's. Uh, what it what it really made me realize is thirty uh, something years ago when I watched this as a child, mm -hmm. um, I had the belief that every adult went to an office mm -hmm. uh, that was populated with fun, fancy tech like we saw. This nope, this checks out. And uh, <laughs> I also thought that you would end up running through. An Egyptian marketplace, <laughs> many more times than I've had the opportunity to in my life. Mm. Um, I, by I this thought, I thought I'd run into quicksand a whole lot more than I ever did. Yes, yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, no quicksand in this episode, but uh, it wouldn't be out of place. I, I'm looking at this office now, and first off, it is like uh, what you need to remember is like we when we're downstairs and we're talking to a you know the workers, they're still like that. 
that old dude is absolutely an editor and he is using cut and paste like he is literally like using an exacto knife to cut out headlines and paste them yes. on the paper and whatnot poochie goes upstairs yeah. into like this uh um horticulture herbarium thing with like there's like it's like a geodesic dome and uh she's inside the gem part of the building she, yes. she sits down on a thing that is like a yeah there's like, like a star trek panel. captain's yeah. chair with yeah. a ramp that the ramp goes up and turns into a little seat back for her mm-hmm. that she obviously doesn't use because she's an itty bitty little dog. Right? She's also, like a Pomeranian. <laughs> at this point now, we need to remember that EG has been gone for 10 years, which means this dog is at least 10 years old and is still moving around like quite a young pup. Oh, it must be yeah. like a space dog. It might be one of the most uh, uh, unrealistic things about the show. But, oh yeah. my god! You, I can't believe well, you just said that because we're about to get into some other stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say that is that's definitely the the dog has pink hair. First of all, <laughs> so. Look, you can you can you go, go to a Google salon. But, <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. So Gucci gets in her little chair and she says, "Let's read the letters because obviously there's an advice column that Poochie helps people with their stuff." The first. Yep. First of all, we get a robot assistant that's uh, a different robot assistant. Mm-hmm. And zip code. Code. zip code. And he reads the letters by shredding them, which I'm like, that sucks, dude, because. No, he doesn't shred them. Yeah. No. He scan. No. He, he, he scans them. And then what's happening, and I, I don't, Teresa, I don't know if, if we're the same age or not, but um, it's mimicking a type of technology we actually would have seen in the 80s which is this weird arm going back and forth on the on the mouth um i gosh i'm drawing a blank robert as to where you'd actually see that in use like a like thinking of like old printers uh like a dot matrix printer is that what you're talking about something like that yeah because i'm i'm watching this segment now and uh the thing about it is that, uh, um, oh, I see what you're saying. Like a ticker tape kind of thing. Ticker tape. Exactly. It's, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. So arm, it's not shredding it. It's spitting out ticker tape. It's spitting out ticker tape for some reason. It does not make any sense why it would be spitting out ticker tape. Well, the animators are idiots because it looks like he's shredding the letter he's reading. Okay. I'm it a- does give that impression. But uh, yes, I I totally I know I only noticed it this time where I was like, oh, that's a really interesting way to describe a robot talking. <laughs> I'm looking at it now, and one, uh, it's holding the piece of paper and just moving it back and forth as if it were reading it, so it's not destroying it in any way. It is spitting out the ticker tape in I don't know some sort of visual metaphor for word vomit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there is a crank on the side of its head, like where an ear would be, which sort of looks like a typewriter, which would make sense because it's sort of moving like a typewriter, but it's not a a, (laughs) a little carriage return. It's a crank. Mm -hmm. For some reason, at some point, you need to turn the crank on the side of its head to make it do something, and I don't know what. Okay, so when I was five, I had my birthday at Showbiz Pizza. Oh, yes. And that's a like a prototype to Chuck E. Cheese. They were competitors. I don't know who came first. 
I yeah, they were well. Chuck E. Cheese is the one that hung around, so I, I will say it that. I'm way. sorry, do you mean P.J. Pasquale's? <laughs> I do. And when I was five and had my birthday at Showbiz Pizza, a robot delivered my birthday cake to the table. What? And the robot looked exactly what? like Zip Code. The. F- Fuck. Dude. I have a picture. I will send it to you. I have never heard of that before. Is this like the type of robot that Screech had? I'm less familiar with that. Oh. And I will say it's the it's 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 a, a clunkier version of what you would have seen in Short Circuit. Was it R2 on a sail barge? Because that's what <laughs> you should use to serve. Oh. S- similar. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Where, um, okay, also, what goddamn fantasy rich ass land did you live in where your showbiz pizza had a goddamn robot? I'm I telling am- you, I was ill prepared for the world that actually met me <laughs> because I was fully I- believing that like the entire world was automated at a level that it just simply was not in 1985. <sighs> Here's a thing that I discovered uh, doing the show with Gina for a long time is like she seems very normal. And then every once in a while, she'll have a tidbit about her life, like in her childhood. You're like, were you a princess in Dubai? What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? That is not a thing that normal people have. Were you super rich or something? And um, here I'm finding out you too. You you talk a good game, but I suspect you were secretly some sort of uh, uh, heiress to I don't know uh, DB Cooper's fortune or something. Um, I was not, but I hung out with people who did. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but uh, but the 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 robot thing again set me up for a life of hardship because I really did just have the sense that like, well, if this is five. Imagine what six is going to be, baby. And, like, frankly, no birthday has ever lived up to that. Yeah, no. I'm saying, if I hear another story like that, I'm going to I'm gonna send a detective to find fair. out who you really totally are. Totally fair. All right. So, uh, basically, Poochie is answering the first letter, and it's just some advice on, hey, this boy I like, blah, blah, blah. She <laughs> helps so it. adorable. It's really yeah. cute. And then the second one is the letter from Egypt, and we learn that the boy's name is Danny Evans, and he's in Cairo, and his dad is an archaeologist that disappeared inside a pyramid. <laughs> I also loved that she asked Zip Code if there were any urgent letters yeah. after we gave the relationship <laughs> advice no you got to yes. get in you got to get in easy you're, you're not going to start out your <laughs> like, i just got to work i gotta start my day <laughs> like a slow you know slowly get getting involved have in a that. cup of coffee yeah uh yeah and also uh it, it sort of reads uh because at the end it's 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 like the thing where like uh, uh you're writing as a kid and then your writing gets bigger and bolder and like ah, bah, bah, bah. and some strange looking men are chasing me please help me help me like he's writing it as he's running or something yeah. <laughs> um so Pucci wants to go to Egypt immediately but the Robot assistant Hermes says, no, we got to run the paper. So Poochie makes him rewatch a video, which I'm sure she has him watch all the fucking time. Just be like, yo, I'm Mm -hmm. in charge. 
which is E.G. And it's a video of him, uh, like a living will or something. I, Edward Gregory Prince, bestow upon Pucci authority over my businesses and worldly goods. She will aid those in need just as I would. Hermes has been built to understand, obey, and I mean, it's great. Incredible. Also, his last name is Prince, which means Poochie's last name is Prince. Poochie, Poochie Prince. Prince. Okay. I love it. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, E.G. Edward Gregory Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I this doesn't seem uh, hologram does not seem like a legally binding document, but <laughs> I love that. All of his possessions and businesses have been bestowed upon Pucci. I want to know more. What what possessions and what other businesses? And where is he? Where yeah. has he gone for just 10 years? Is he on an island? Is he okay? He's like, look, I, I want to see Mars, and it's going to take a long time to get back from, to Earth. So just in the meantime. No. It's going to take like 200 years. That's absolutely end of season three, a uh, <laughs> big blowout episode that they never got to. And I am crushed. I do need to know what happened to EG. Yeah. Yes. My guess, underground uh, uh, empire of some kind, similar hmm. to this one, uh, but different people, different people. South America is my guess. Uh, then they fly in a Poochie jet to go to Egypt and while they're in the jet the robot is <laughs> flying the jet but he also puts on this like fleshy rubbery flesh mask mm-hmm. so he looks more like a normal human yep. and he puts on a British accent um, because you know that's if you're going to go to Egypt that's what you want yes. <laughs> a British accent instead of Anything else, maybe? Maybe yeah, something a, a little more in the language? There's a history of colonialism that maybe he should have thought about some. Um, <laughs> well, I, think, I think they did. And I think, <laughs> 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 I think, but again, maybe I'm giving away too much for the end. But at well, any rate. Maybe they, you know, didn't know what to do because obviously English wouldn't be the language in Egypt and they were like, well, we don't want to throw our hand in at a Egyptian accent, do we? G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Poochie, Poochie for girls! 
Here's Poochie Friendship Diary, Money and Memo Set, Comb and Mirror Set, and Fashion Bath Set, each sold separately. Poochie Notes? Yeah. Poochie Purse? Yeah. It's Poochie this and Poochie that, Poochie here and there. <laughs> Poochie Friendship Diary, Money and Memos, Comb and Mirror, and Fashion Bath Sets. Each sold separately. Poochie by Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to suggest a different route, which is it never crossed their mind to have this person be Egyptian, ever. Uh, That's and, what Yes, yeah, yeah, um, And I think that... Um, Hermes has a British accent, I think, because he's a butler. Yeah. Not yeah. because, yeah, of any sort of, like, contextual reason. Uh, um, I do appreciate the levels of having an android um, wear a human mask and then have to pretend to be human, who's then talking to a dog. Yo. There's so much happening here, and it's why it made it very, very hard for me to find <laughs> This is the next point where in all caps in my notes is this is amazing because <laughs> yeah, it just, it just blows out the, uh, the world so fast. You're like, what is even going on? I thought this was a dog that is on stationary. And all of a sudden we got yes. friggin', uh, um, uh, Blade Runner androids running around in human skin, mm-hmm. international uh, crime solving, uh-huh. Yeah, talking to a dog who runs a media empire. Right. Goddamn Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Oh, sorry. yes, Rupert yes. Murdoch. That's all I that's all I got. Let's move on. So they're in Egypt and they are in this jet car shooting across the desert towards the pyramids, which is right again, just fucking awesome. A fucking car that goes yeah. vehicle. Like yes. a mask. This is some shit that you would see in like a Transformers or, you know, yes. some mm-hmm. other action series. Just like, oh, yeah, by the way, my car turns into a fucking jet. Boom. Uh, so Poochie's going to talk to the animals, they decide, and the robot will talk to people. But the robot's like, hey, I can talk to animals, too. <laughs> um, whatever. So they're in the market. And the robot fucks oh, up. Oh, sorry. When he starts talking to... Uh, this dog there is another note and i think at this point i was just like completely overwhelmed and i typed all caps it keeps getting better (laughs) i was just just on a high from that point on i was like there's nothing else you can put into this thing my god what is happening so the robot fucks up and a dog starts chasing him and then he's just fucking up all the vendor stuff all throughout Mm. the market which i mean how does he not have a bunch of people chasing him he doesn't. It's just the dog. But anyways. <laughs> it's, it's lovely and it's such a classic slapstick. <laughs> so then they meet this other dog, a helpful dog, and Poochie <laughs> is talking to them. And the dog is t- warning Poochie about the curse of the pharaoh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so they go to the pyramid and Poochie goes in. About A, his name is Ali. B, why is her contact a dog? Does she have a network of super right? smart spy dogs around the world? Maybe dogs are like that. We don't know that about dogs. Maybe dogs see other dogs and they're like, we're instantly 
friends and on the same side and we'll help each other. Oh, you're an international traveling dog? Well, then let me share, show you around. No, no, she says that it's a contact. Like he was informed ahead of time she was coming oh. and he was prepped for it. Yeah, whispers <laughs> on the wind, my friend. Whispers on the wind. I'm just saying, like, just all caps notes from here on out. Like, yes, of course there's a fucking spy dog. And of course there must be hundreds more scattered around the world. The fear is that all dogs are spies because, you know. They watch us do everything all the time. Oh, boy. The fear is that they tell every other dog what's going on, and that one day those dogs will blab what you've been up to. This is why you I don't say have fear, but yeah. I say uh, this, is, this is my hope and promise uh, <laughs> because I, I want a network of dogs working to make sure that there are no um, lost children mm-hmm. and um, everybody is safe. I love that. I, I want that. I'm not a crime boss, though, and I feel like Teresa maybe is. No, I just, uh, like, expose all my embarrassing moments to the pets in my house. That, so that I don't need there. them telling my neighbors anything about me. Yeah, I'm not doing anything malicious, but I've done some heinous shit in front of animals just a that human. I don't want them to pass along. <laughs> just a human doing human shit, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so... They go to the pyramid and they go inside the pyramid. Hermes is really reluctant, but again, uh, fuck him because Poochie's going to do it. They stumble into a really cool chamber. No, don't skip over the fact that he has his uh, uh, moment uh, uh, where he chooses not to answer the call and then he decides that yes he must proceed and we can continue on with this hero's journey i believe that hermes is secretly the protagonist of this uh uh cambellian hero's journey interesting well okay so there's that but they stumble into this cool chamber and it's got all this like mummy and cool stuff in there and they kept calling the sarcophagus the mummy case (laughs) It looks like there's something in the mummy case. Ooh, let's open up the mummy case. Uh, and Danny is in the mummy case. Uh, and I just love that they kept calling it that because it sounds scarier. Uh, it's something that sticks in a kid's mind. You know, as a child, I would have known the word sarcophagus. Not I feel every like child. I, have, did. But I don't know. I feel like all of us here. I would have learned it if I if they'd called it sarcophagus, and that was my first experience. I would have learned the word through context that way. I don't know. You wouldn't have known how to spell it. Uh, But then Danny's like, "Are you guys uh, from whatever the freaking newspaper was? World Now? Are you Poochie?" And it's like, "How do you not know? How do you not know (laughs) this is Poochie? Her her face is printed in the article, like." You know, in pink, which is at the time very expensive for a newspaper to do. <laughs> right? So, like, it's if she's the only thing in color in the entire fucking newspaper, you recognize this little dog. It is also like, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> you, yeah. you literally sent an airmail to this dog. Yeah. Saying, hey, please help me. I mean, how many other pink dogs with sunglasses are there in this world? Here's the right? thing. If you had sent off a letter airmail to a, uh, a 
advice column writing pink dog what would do you do you expect the dog to show up yeah right that's a whole other thing too I'm like, just saying that he is very surprised because not because he doesn't recognize them, because he did not believe they would show up as maybe, well. He yeah, maybe not. he thought he was hallucinating. I would have been. He's stuck in a goddamn sarcophagus in a pyramid, being chased by huge thugs, mm-hmm. and he has been in there long enough that 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 letter got all the way to New York, and He's they like came starving. Back. He's been there for a time. So those there's okay. So then. Like a lot of, you know, spooky, you know, Scooby-Doo's or whatever, there's a trick wall that spins. So they spin on this trick wall and then they're in this little tiny room that's like a secret room. And then they push another button that they think might be another trick wall, but it ends up opening up the floor (laughs) and they fall (laughs) for eternity (laughs) into a river, which I'm like, okay, a river under a fucking desert. Like like sand and shit. There's no fucking way. I mean, you know, that's where I started thinking about the logic of stuff. Nothing else prior to this. <laughs> it was that moment right there. I was like, so sand can just exist above this cavernous river area? I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like there's no this. rocky crags or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready, everybody? We're going to spin around like the other wall. I love that setup. It's real simple uh, and just like real uh, and, and a, you know, like the payoff is telegraphed if you're 40 something years old and not like a five year old kid. But, you know, he's like, we're going to do it just like last time. And then the trap door opens. That's just a, a great joke. It's a well written right. visual. Mm-hmm. joke, And I appreciated that. It adds a little element of surprise. Yes. Um, so then, they, okay, so they're in this river and they're floating in this river and they, you know, end up getting into, um, land area, but what they see is an underground city of pyramids. And some of these pyramids look like Mayan pyramids simply due to like the shape and the stairs and everything like looks sort of like Chichen Itza. They so- did have step pyramids <laughs> in, uh, Egypt. So this may just be dating it further back than for example the pyramids of giza we don't know we haven't talked to exactly like chichen itza you know what these artists have a deadline (laughs) and if they're gonna pull because one thing the egyptians did not do is typically use their pyramids as like a place for sacrifice and a place to speak from like the mayans did they were used as monuments well they also weren't underground they also were underground. So this is like where the origin of all humans live. And then they just dispersed into different nations from there, which is how you have the Aztecs with pyramids and the mm-hmm. Mayans with pyramids. Yeah. No, this is Atlantis. <laughs> I think we can safely say. Uh, I like the idea that, uh, that Atlantis is actually underneath the Fertile Crescent. Right. Hmm. I like it. I, I'm not. I, look, I uh, I might be forming a religion based around Poochie after this, but we'll just I we'll would. just keep going. It you would know, be. I've formed a uh, religion around merchandise many times in my life, and Poochie would definitely be on the list of where I would convert next. <laughs> uh, there's also a gem on top of the pyramid, and it's like a real gem. 
And it made me think of the gem on top of the world now building, even Same. though that was a little more like high tech looking. Um, oh, so, so what you're saying is that Poochie is a member of the Illuminati. And I, this goes there's deep. just some sort <laughs> of similarity that I'm like, either they don't know how else to draw a tall building <laughs> One or, or the they're trying to like give these priests and priestesses real power that comes from some mystical gem that's just like uh floating above this pyramid it's not connected to anything they've been living underground in a civilization that seems fully like sunlit for yeah. uh what five thousand years yeah, they've got some power. Probably longer than they've that, 10,000. Uh, so the priests and priestesses, uh, they lock up the boy, the robot, and Poochie into this jail. And then they find Danny's no, dad in there. They don't lock up Poochie. Oh, well, that's right. They don't lock up Poochie. Sorry. Poochie hides. You can't You can't lock down Poochie. Come you on. Poochie was thinking way too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He's like, you uh, lazy and big fat humans can't slip w- into the cracks and crevices that I can. So I'm just going to leave and I'll figure it out later. And um, we find out that these people are called the Nickites. <laughs> no. Because of King Nick Nick Naughton. Nick Nick <laughs> yeah. Naughton. Oh, I love that. And that the Nickites never let people leave that land alive. So basically, they don't let them leave. Um, he could have also said they don't let them live. <laughs> yeah, it it I mean, all could have been said a little differently and a little more clearly. But in a show about a talking pink dog, I think we're probably going to gloss over the actual death part. Okay, you haven't glossed over a single fucking thing so far, so... I think it's okay for me to point that out. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we've got the Nickites. We now know the stakes. They're going to die. But the priestess doesn't want to sacrifice their lives. And they ask Osiris. She sees Poochie hiding in the eye of <laughs> Osiris, which is like this big statue that they have. And she's like, oh. The pink and white dog is a sign from Osiris. <laughs> and I f- can't remember, but I feel like she said something that was like it, like the prophecy has been foretold kind of yes, thing. Yes, something about like that. that. <laughs> yeah. A little dog, the sign of Osiris. Poti, come quickly. The goddess has given me a miraculous sign. Here, look, a pink and white little dog. So the sign of Osiris mm-hmm. is a pink and white dog. Uh-huh. Oops. My dog barks, sorry. The dog's <laughs> like, yes, I know of the sign of Osiris. <laughs> I am a faithful worshiper. <laughs> was Osiris a dog-headed god? I feel like he was. I don't remember. Uh, Horus was the, was the hawk one. But oh, wait, I think you're right. The one that has the like the dog face. Yeah. This up. What's interesting is that they said Osiris. Um, I don't think he was though, but they said Osiris, and then they said she, and I was like, did they mean he? Because I thought Osiris was the man, and Isis was the uh, woman. Lunch in a truck, Teresa. Lunch truck. What? They absolutely, they absolutely said that Osiris is a she. Osiris, absolutely in Egyptian lore, is a he. Yeah, but lunch truck. 
What's lunch track? We don't have time to research these things these deeply. Girl priestess, girl god, let's move on. Uh, in, <laughs> in the writer's here. room? Okay. Yes. They're there because it's burrito day and they got to get out to the truck. Yeah. I think you, uh, Anubis is the dog-faced. Oh, you may be right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Osiris and Isis were like human man and wife, similar to like a pharaoh and a right pharaoh's wife or whatever. But um, I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Sign of Osiris. I love that so much. Um, They're sent. So, the, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So then they have a trial, which isn't really a trial. Um, they're just dragged out of their jail, and the other priests are pressuring this priestess to put these people to death, and she doesn't want to do it, but they're basically not giving her a choice. She especially doesn't want to do it because of the child. Yes. She's like, we shouldn't kill this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very appropriate. Um, but they're sentenced to be mummies. They say mummies. And I think that's hilarious. Same. <laughs> and I also loved that being a mummy literally just meant we're wrapping you up yeah. in bandages. Oh, my God. They're wrapped up alive and their eyes were left unbandaged so they could see everything that was happening. Yep. And they were just put in this cart, like three little sausages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so they – they pull this cart up this pyramid and they're going to dump it into the Nickites. They're going to seal them into the intruder's chamber. Yeah. Yes. Chamber full of intruders that get wrapped up in toilet paper and just chucked in there. Yes. Uh, so then Poochie helps unravel Hermes. Um, and then the mummy cart starts to roll down the... Um, the ramp and is knocking well, down. She kind of constructs this plan. Mm-hmm. Pucci actually like takes and uh, takes the bandage off of Hermes's ankle and wraps it around the cart and then tells Hermes, you need to roll down this hill. Yeah. So That's as not what he's she says. rolling, she says, shut the fuck up. Don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a little harsh for a children's uh, thing, but it was the 80s. She it was like, the 80s. bitch, how many times do I have to tell you I'm in charge over here? Quit giving me the sass back. I'm going to change your programming. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he rolls down the hill and his bandages come undone. The mummy cart rolls down the hill and knocks down some dudes like bowling pins. Yes. Bowling ball noise, um, yep. And then Hermes tries to help Poochie stop the car, but it can't be stopped. And the dad and the boy are wrapped little sausages just being jostled around in this cart. And the fact that they showed that for a minute, I <laughs> was laughing so hard because it looks so funny. My uh, favorite was how Poochie, Poochie's in the cart and she's like, oh, no, I don't have any control over this cart. And then Hermes jumps into the cart to go. Oh no, I don't have any control over this part. It's so typical. A man thinks that just because you said it, you're stupid. You don't know. So let me do it. Oh, wait. No, I guess oh, you were right the whole time. She said, Hermes, help me. I can't control the card. And so he jumps in to try to help before finding out that he too, obviously. Yeah, I don't know what he thought he was going to do. sacrificed himself by going in front of the cart, and that would stop it. <laughs> wow wow yeah. okay 
I said I that. Poochie <laughs> uh, asks the real. Okay, so then they land in front of the priestess. The Pooch- the cart kind of comes to a, a smashing conclusion, and the dad and the boy are jostled, and the- they land near the high priestess, unbandaged. And then Poochie asks the robot Hermes to do lasers and sound effects off the little gem that's floating above them. And he's like, do what? And again, just <laughs> shut the fuck up and do it, you know? Right. Uh, so basically, what the priestess had mentioned earlier is that there is something called a forgotten flower, which makes people forget, I guess, things that happened within a certain amount of time. <laughs> again, amnesia was a staple plot in the 80s. Yes. So this made a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. It's weird that it's called the forgotten flower when it should be a forgetting flower. I think. Yes, yeah. I thought that as well. Except that, like, I guess if you forget, then you'll have forgotten the flower. So the flower is technically forgotten. I mean, um, there is a forget me not flower. So there should be a forget me flower, right? A yes. forget me and a forget me not. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's how that's how plants exist. There is one <laughs> and then there's the exact opposite. Yeah. That's There's a weeping works. willow and a happy willow. There's That's a, a, thing. a dark, to every, <laughs> dark to every light, a day to every night. <laughs> uh, so the boy and the okay, all right. So then, bec- then she's like convinced by, and everyone's sort of convinced by these laser sounds. <laughs> and well, I think that she is standing behind the stone. Right, Poochie. Well, Poochie starts to stand in front of it, so then everybody can see her. But like the lasers are bouncing off of the gem, so it's it's light flashing and like some random. I don't remember the sounds exactly. There were laser sounds, but I think there's some (laughs) other sounds too. These Egyptians have never seen a rave, so they don't know (laughs) what the fuck is going on. Classic laser sounds. Yeah, yeah. They've never seen Star Wars. They don't know what's up. Yeah. And Pucci says, like, uh, I, you know, you know, I'm a messenger from Osiris or something like this, and I command you to use the forgotten flower or something like this. And the priestess is like, oh, the forgotten flower. Yeah, cool. Because I wanted to do that anyway. Um, and so they all think they're being good uh, worshippers by using the forgotten flower instead, mm-hmm. even though they don't know if it works because it's been a million years since years. they've used it. Well, and it seems like I thought that the idea was that it was too dangerous to use, but then I maybe I just got confused because I interpreted that to mean maybe it would kill them, and I was like, well, weren't you going to kill them anyway? Uh, no, it's too dangerous because if it doesn't work, then they're out there with the knowledge. And the I see. Oh, that makes way more sense. Uh, so they, right before they do the forgotten flower thing, they get these boats ready. They're going to take everybody back to like the real Cairo, Egypt. Um, and Poochie is hiding. So they still don't, she's hiding in the boat under something. So they don't see her. So they don't think that they've been tricked. Um, yeah. And, Right before the boy sniffs the flower, 
the boy and the priestess have this stupid moment where he's like, wait, I'll forget about you. I don't want to forget about you. Stupid moment. I was like, why do you care? You never spoke. You never hung out. She almost killed you. You know, like, why are you suddenly so nostalgic for her? Uh, two pubescent uh, kids having their first, like, he's, that's She's the first time he's pubescent. Been. She's young. She is young. She looked like <laughs> she looked like twenty one, and he's ten. I mean, you've they, seen episode one. You know how this works. Queen Amidala is going to get some from this little nine year old boy. Disgusting! It's this is one of the most disgusting movies ever. So you're saying that Poochie predates episode one, and basically like calls what what George Lucas George Lucas got a lot of episode one from watching Poochie. I mean, is what you're saying. He's I saying do. long ago in a galaxy far, far away, but longer now still. Now that you mention longer, it, the uh, longer still was Pucci. <laughs> the the jet over the um sand is very pod racery. Yeah, yep. it does look mm-hmm. like something that Luke even went across the desert in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right, Maybe so, I'm getting it backwards. <laughs> so then the you know he smells the flower and he passes out. And then the dad was all happy to smell the flower because he's like, "You just des- you deserve to keep this place secret." That dude just wants to get high. Archaeologist, which I thought was like the most hypocritical line of all because he is essentially a tomb raider. Mm-hmm. True, but yep. I guess you know a lot. As with a lot of Egyptologists, they try to be really respectful. Have you? Did you guys watch? By the way, did you guys watch uh, when they moved all the mummies from the old museum into the new museum this past year? Wait, what? No, Dude, wait, you can oh, watch that? Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Not only can you watch it, it's the most epic thing I've ever seen in my life. Egypt went all the fuck out. They are each have their own golden carriage thing. And it's yeah, this, better. this music thing. They all are this caravan. And they're, they have people that are lining the streets dressed in this ancient Egyptian attire. They have a guy in a chariot leading the front. It is the coolest what? thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's amazing music. And um, you can watch it on Egypt YouTube. Egypt is 100% trying to avoid a curse of the mummy. I mean, that's fair, know. and I support that. They and would they're know. all in order of their reigns. So it's just the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, and I'm definitely going to check this out. I want to go so bad. And where the museum, the new museum, has chambers for them that resemble if you were to go into the actual pyramids or Ooh, where their nice. tombs were in Valley of the Kings, what that would have looked like and how that would be. So you can kind of experience it without having to desecrate these ancient <laughs> uh, ancient tombs, you know? So it's kind of like the, uh, uh, the cave art at Lascaux. They, they, like you can't go into the original caves anymore, but they built an entire another cave and completely replicated everything so that you can go and look at that. Like right next wow. to it. That's really cool. It's nuts. Uh, but yeah, I really recommend you guys looking that up. It's called like the Golden Caravan or something. You can YouTube it. It's a long thing, but I, I recommend it. You can kind of skip ahead to different parts if you want. But it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And I'm glad they did it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that I said all that. Um, so the dad passes out. And then the robot is freaking out because he's like, oh, no, Poochie. 
I can't react to things the way humans can. How am I going to, what's going to, what am I going to do when I sniff the flower? And she's like, basically like, fucking fake it. <laughs> Asshole. He's like, oh, right. Just pass out. So he does fake it. And it's this big dramatic thing. Cause you know, he's not an actor. No, he, no he is an actor. That's the part <laughs> is like, I loved this so much, and I, as an adult, it did dawn on me that, like, oh, as someone who is probably on the spectrum and has realized later in life that I'm trans and all of this other stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, it's clear that the, the character you relate most to is an android wearing <laughs> human skin being told to just fake it until you, you know, get it. I loved it. One hundred percent. I uh, I loved it because he was doing a Paul Rubens and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. I, I gotta die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Paul Rubens adds excellence to absolutely everything he's ever done. I love 100%. it. One hundred percent. I like a big death, so I I I was on. I was in, I was in for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they end up arriving on land somewhere. Um, so they, their little boat apparently goes from below the earth by many miles to mm-hmm. the earth, you know, the Nile, I guess. Very normal. Yep. And, um, there's a pendant around Danny's neck <laughs> and the necklace apparently says someone somehow somewhere will remember you forever signed Coom. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Okay, you were afraid someone was going to remember that uh-huh. your civilization existed. <laughs> you're giving someone's brain and the synapses something to try to c- reconnect those dots somehow mm-hmm. in the memory. Yep. Uh, that's not smart. That's not smart. Maybe that's why the flower doesn't work. It's because you and keep giving keeps, people necklaces. She keeps sending them off with like these "I love you" notes. <laughs> like counterpoint, uh, priestess wants to get laid. I know. <laughs> that is just One hundred. Oh, that's that's a good point. Mm. She's surrounded by by a lot of uh, less worthy candidates. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So she keeps sending them up. People keep finding her, and she's like, "You know, what? here's a necklace. Yeah, anytime you want to come back." Uh, also, it, Poochie like is present at this moment, and they don't seem alarmed by Poochie at all. And it's like, well, wouldn't the dad be like, "Hey, who the fuck are you? Where'd you come why from?" Why is this dog talking? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, no, the dog isn't talking, and I do appreciate that there are a couple points during the show where they show what Poochie's actually doing, which is like rough, 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 and it's a. Uh, um, the robot who's translating yeah. so for to humans it's just a dog barking yeah gotcha so then we're back in new york city poochie goes to master control at the newspaper and they rocket ship to somewhere else there's some other urgent place and they're just <laughs> like can't can't stop poochie mm-hmm. gotta go gotta go so there's some other urgent thing that happens like right away and she has to go, but we don't know where that is. Or what's I mean, going technically, on. what she says is like, maybe there's another urgent one. Zip code says, no, there are no urgent ones. And then it's just like, well, we're going anyway. Let's grow. And then they cut in. Like, <laughs> uh, they reuse. Maybe the there's an- <laughs> off. 
Like, well, maybe it's not urgent, but let's go. <laughs> We've got to get this girl a note so she can put it on the locker. Or she needs she needs an overnight kit filled with a stamp, some stationery, <laughs> comb, and a mirror, a yes. tiny little washcloth, and some soap. Yes. yes. That was the coolest little overnight thing. And, you know, I just don't remember anything else. But Poochie was so fucking cute. So cute. I mean, you see that somewhere, even on TV as a, you know, an ad for the overnight kid or whatever else there was at the time. And it's just like, gosh, you just got to get your hands on that. Yeah. And the song is very catchy. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, I just eBayed uh, Vintage Poochie. Uh, and, uh, oh, oops. E-bait. I looked up my VPN on because it's giving me some weird ass currencies. Ooh. Uh, but 50 bucks for a, that overnighter pink plastic box. 50 bucks. Yeah. Good thing. I still have mine. <laughs> I still have the doll too, which is pretty uh, big. Yeah. It's like big considering everything else is so tiny, mm-hmm. but it's real cute. <laughs> and that's our episode uh thank you very much hooks thank you teresa thank you um uh ray and gina will be back at some point i don't know um find us on line places where where do we go patreon visit us on patreon uh knowing us half the podcast uh on twitter at gi joe podcast uh, individually, I'm at 999 RPMs. I am at Babyface Hooks. I am at AE Double Back Podcast. No, no, just AE Double Back. No, it's just AE Double Back, but it's a podcast. Sorry. It is a podcast. Listen to that podcast. It's a good podcast. If you like wrestling. If you are into wrestling. Uh, Hooks, do you got anything else going on? I, I, I don't know how to do this, okay? So I'm just winging it. Like, No, no, you're doing a fantastic job. I am, um, if you find me on the interwebs <clears throat> at Babyface Hooks, you will stay up to date with anything that I do have going on. I am making a uh, triumphant return to the stage this year. Ooh. So yeah. if you want <clears throat> to, pardon me, stay up to date with all of that, I will be doing some uh, clowning and some drag performances here in the next couple uh, weeks in the months. Nice. So, yeah. Hells yeah. This is freaking awesome. Freaking uh, I awesome. I, I want to make a triumphant return to the stage this year. Well, yeah, yeah. Nice. We all should. It's so weird you can not say it. having You can just say it. It's early in the year. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, we'll make a triumphant return to stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a th- Poochie thermos that's a hundred dollars. Oh, it's only fifty on Mercari. I was looking as well when when uh, Robert started mentioning oh things. I was yeah. like, okay, well, let's see what we got. Now I'm like, oh. I want it all. <laughs> this is the kind of bullshit you do when you're an adult and you have money, and then you're like, I need everything for my childhood for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally Boop-boop. normal. Totally natural. So. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for uh, hosting this. This was super fun.
Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like- Is because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.